0: so on this episode we question the idea of exchanging emergencies for sex and at some point we realize why it is that you should not brag on the internet that you got your wife without having to pay for a date all that coming up next but first we need to ask ourselves a very simple question welcome to Breakdown on west side your number one breakdown podcast coming to you from nairobi kenya The man on the mic is a man who still wonders to this moment what the hell a cockering is for cause them shits still do not make any sense to me he is a man who once believed Bukaki was a japanese form of martial arts it is none other than your tall dark and mighty handsome man sir denver b the show is tweed street the show where we take a deep dive into twitter pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit now as usual if you know the drill then you can repeat it after me if you don't know the drill it's okay i'm gonna say it either way and if you do know the drill, but you don't want to say, it, it's still okay because it's a very simple drill, and it just relates to how it is that you can contribute to the making of this podcast through sending in the weird tweets that you'll see. You know the interesting ones that you feel that we should discuss that relate to love, sex, and relationships. And it's a very simple drill, and it almost sounds like a song, and it goes like this: You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at bagak the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle and i will take it from there and i will handle it accordingly on facebook or on ig if it happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab or a reel that happens to be from twitter then at break time on my site on whichever one of those two platforms is the place to send it to the dms are always open and i can take it from there and i will handle it accordingly now, if this isn't your first time listening to this podcast, then you already know what's about to come next. Y'all have heard me saying this again, and I'm going to repeat it again. If you like the podcast, if you like the experience that comes with a the podcast, then a nice rating and or review would be highly appreciated on whichever app that you're using. You know, helps me climb up the charts and shit. Plus, I get to actually know your feedback on the entire thing. If you like the podcast, if you don't like it, what you don't like about it, what you love about it, so that I can know what it is for tweaks, so that I can make it a lot better for the rest of us. But all that said and done, we do actually have a lot to get onto. We do have a couple of tweets that are meant to be discussed over here. But before I get to that, two things. First of all, I know I should have mentioned this on Battle of the Sexes, but in about two weeks, we will be going on break. You know, I, I usually like to take a nice break after every 12 episodes but normally I don't like leaving you guys with like a massive space and time in the name of two or three weeks without anything to listen to. So if there's something that you'd like me to discuss because Raw Zone comes back, then you can very easily just send it to me. Holler at me on the DMs at Bagaka the D on Twitter, at Breaktime on my side on IG and Facebook. And if it's something that I think we can make a quick topic about, then we might as well because Raw Zone itself as a series is supposed to be for those times when I'm not around so that I can have like a nice quick topic for us to think about. It doesn't have a lot of the news that I throw in, which is sort of like a staple for Battle of the Sexes and Tweet Street, but it's usually just topics that should be discussed that I feel like, you know what? we can actually discuss and there should be something that we say about them. So if there's anything in the realm of love, sex, relationships, society and culture that you'd love me to talk about, by all means hit me up in the DMs. Hell, if you even have my number on WhatsApp, by all means hit me up there. Tell me what it is that you'd like me to talk about and I might just make something about it for me to talk about and for the rest of us to enjoy. But anyways, all that said and done, I want us to talk about Serena Williams for a little bit. Now if y'all didn't hear about it, I think it was last week or something of the sort, she apparently announced via Vogue magazine that she would be retiring from playing tennis. And I'm not gonna lie, as a guy that doesn't really watch tennis, I already know Serena Williams. Like her brand is pretty well known, not just from the Nike commercials, there's also the fact that she was on one of Beyonce's music videos and I know for a fact that she has a booty that is to die for. Like she has an amazing body. But you know what, that's, that's just me and my horny side talking. But besides that, you know, she's been a legendary player. She's played tennis for quite a number of years. And I'm sure for some, it's very unfortunate that she's retiring. But at the age of 41, she has finally decided to retire and call it quits. And as sad as that might be, personally, I don't really give too much of a flying shit. Because this isn't exactly a sports podcast. But to kind of get to the whole meat of the entire thing... While she was busy doing the interview, she stated, and I quote, Believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think it's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing all the physical labor of expanding our family. End quote. Now, while there's the whole retirement thing, and frankly, I wouldn't give too much of a damn, but you know, she's a legendary athlete and everything. This is what soiled everything for me. Like, I can get that, you know, she's a fire babe and she's an amazing and talented athlete. But honestly, how long did you think that you're going to be in the sport for? Like, if anything, by most people's standards, you've actually outlived the entire thing. Like, most sports people don't even last as long as you have. If anything, like, I feel like she should probably even be more grateful that she's been in the sport and she's been in tip-top condition and her body hasn't given up on her by the age of 41. Like, footballers who do quite a bit of running around, you know, and, and they actually train quite a bit and some of them are very talented, a lot of them usually drop off at, like, 37. Some of them will even drop off in, like, the early 30s and shit. Like they retire from the sport and they choose to raise a family and you know be with their kids and shit because they've made the money that can sustain the lifestyle that they'd want to have and they don't need to train as hard because they're already really good and they don't need to go out and play and play and play like they go and they retire right at their highs but you're pretty much coming and saying oh you know if i was a man i'd have continued blah 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 like you sort of make it seem as though guys don't have sacrifices when it comes to this shit which I think is actually a gross miscalculation of how guys actually are. Because guys actually do sacrifice quite a lot. Like a lot of the people that are like super high performing, hyper focused athletes, business people and so on, you find that they actually end up sacrificing spending time with their own families, with their own kids because they're actually chasing to be at the top. Because being at the top requires you to work extremely hard to do that, you know, for hours on end to train or, you know, hone your skill pretty much be on the job, you know, day in, day out, work multiple hours, way more hours than most other people do, you know, just to get the better results because you are a much more productive person than the regular Joe or, you know, the regular Joe Lean individual. So you kind of think about it like a lot of these guys have to sacrifice that time so that they can produce the best results. Cause take for example, in Formula One, the oldest driver that we have is Fernando Alonso and he's about 41 years old as well. Now, when you look at Formula 1, like, besides I think maybe Monday and Tuesday, which is mostly rest time, but it's also time for them to travel between countries because of Grand Prix and shit, you find that Wednesday, they're probably training, Thursday, they're probably, you know, going through like setups for the car and shit, so they're working. Friday, they have practice sessions. On Saturday, they have qualifying and on Sunday is when we have the Grand Prix. And then, you know, it's pretty much back to the same old thing time and time again. And the interesting thing is a lot of these formula one drivers will probably end up spending time with their families for probably about one two maybe three weeks in a year because like for example right now we're on summer break so you know this is the time that they'd probably want to spend with their families and shit but they also still have to train so that the next time they're on track the next time they're getting into those cars they're in tip-top shape and shit so you kind of have to ask yourself like don't you think these guys actually do end up sacrificing spending time with their families, whether they have kids or not, you know, even though they just have a wife, don't you think that they sacrifice a lot of that time because they're trying to be the greatest? Like, let me even step out of sports for a little bit. There's a homie of mine that I know, the dad is like a proper tier one lawyer, you know, huge senior partner at a firm that he owns. And, you know, like they're even regional and shit. So this guy makes proper cash. But this is a guy that will be up before five. You know, he's pretty much up and working before seven. And this guy will leave the house in the morning. He'll pretty much be working the entire day. He comes back home at like six, seven. And he's pretty much changing to get into a dinner suit to go and meet with clients and pretty much do a dinner and he's pretty much working because he's doing that as well and this is a guy that you know he makes a boatload of cash but the kids don't get to see as much of him as they probably would have wanted to or you know as is probably necessary because this guy is pretty much at top tier level and he has to work time and time again like don't you think this guy would want to spend time with his family like when people kind of think about guys and performing and, like, making all of this cash, people think that, oh, you know, just because there's a babe on the side, this guy isn't sacrificing. But the reality is us guys sacrifice a lot. We sacrifice way more than the babes think, but the babes will think just because we don't have a belly with a baby in it, you know, we're not really sacrificing as much, you know, because we don't get, you know, pulled out of the regular shift of things for like six to nine months because we're trying to get a baby and like another year because we have to you know ensure that that baby grows up and shit. like this shit actually does affect us quite a bit and we do actually make huge sacrifices and frankly for someone who's this top level knowing that there's like a men versus women debate online i'd find it to be very weird that she'd want to say such a thing although then again like, we could just conclude that bitch is pretty much aging and her performance is going to take a dip. So instead of making such an excuse, she should have just said that she wants to retire and take care of her family. Like, she's a goat and everything, but it's not like every single one of those grand slams or every single one of the records she makes is actually going to replace the kind of love and affection that a family could give. Like, that would have worked a hell of a lot better, right? Right? But I guess since babes nowadays are all about, oh, you know, I have to make sure I hit the pinnacles of my career. Oh, you know, I don't need to get a family. You know, I can worry about that shit later. I need to be at the top and everything. And, you know, I have to worry about me and shit kind of vibe. Then I guess this is probably her form of inspiration to them. And she's pointing out a very clear double standard, blah, blah, blah. Either way, I bet her female fans are probably understanding whatever it is that she's going through. So I will leave it at that and move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. Dating a woman made me want to apologize to every nigga I dealt with. Like, is this how I act? I'm so sorry. Now, this was of course a shorty who decided to tweet this and... Honestly, I'm actually quite happy, like I usually like seeing shit like this because it reminds a lot of the babes that guys actually go through shit whenever we're trying to be with babes, whenever we're trying to date shorties, like it's not as easy as some of you might think. Like just because it's possible and it's done doesn't mean that we particularly enjoy it or it's particularly easy. And whenever babes decide to go ahead and date babes, this is sort of the same exact result that they get like every single time. Because, like, there's a video on YouTube called, what is it called? Dating Women Made Me Understand Men. It's by this lady called Anna Akana. And it pretty much details are pretty much coming out as bisexual recently. And she decided to go out on a couple of dates with babes. And more and more, the more dates that she decided to go on with babes, the more she actually realized the kind of issues and the stuff that we complain about as guys were actually very valid problems. You know stuff like going out on a date and you know the bill comes and you're expected to pay all of it and you know the fact that the shorty doesn't even say thank you or the fact that the shorty doesn't call you afterwards in some cases like those were things that she'd point out because these are things that babes will think that guys aren't supposed to think about or you know it's just the flow of life and shit but these are things that guys actually do go through and even she at some point mentioned that she felt like She was pretty much being used by the shorty just for a meal, which is something that I've complained about before, and interestingly enough, guys are actually used for meals quite a bit of the time. As recent studies have actually come out to prove, a massive chunk of babes will go out on dates with guys not because they're trying to get to know the guy or because they're particularly interested in him, but simply just because of the dining experience. Like there's so many babes that do that and it affects us as guys. And that's just one part. You know, there's other stuff that she even mentioned. Stuff like, you know, who's supposed to make the first move. Or, you know, they're pretty much waiting for you to make a move the entire time. And they do nothing to sort of edge you on to show you that there's a pretty good chance that your attempt is going to be successful. Because there's no guy that actually wants to be known as an abuser. There's no guy that wants to make a babe feel unsafe or feel like she's being harassed by him. So we kind of look for some of those signals, especially in this day and age where babes are so quick to call someone an abuser and that shit can tank your reputation in minutes, quite literally. And a female feminist journalist who actually wrote about this shit about, I don't know, one, two, maybe three decades ago actually detailed this exact thing. And her original goal was actually to, you know, try and make herself as manly, as masculine as possible that so she can prove that it's very easy being a guy so she went she cut her hair you know she had a fairly small frame so you know it's not like there were any tits showing and she actually went to a voice coach to actually modify her voice to you know sort of be lower and she pretty much went out you know sort of acting like a guy trying to be a guy for a while and she detailed in her own book how apparently when she was trying to approach babes they didn't like her then they considered her you know a harasser or some shit and this was some shit that she pointed out And it actually makes perfect sense. There's a lot of shit that us guys go through. Now, the flip side of this, because some babe decided to comment on this tweet, was this other babe was saying that men should date men more then maybe they'd get their act together. Now, the interesting thing about that is, I don't even think guys need to date guys to actually know that like i feel like guys already know how good or bad their own gender is and we most of all actually understand how our fellow friends are you know our fellow guy friends so we even know it a lot better which is why whenever we see like one of our friends trying to hit on you know say a sister or a cousin that we consider to be really close or like a really close female friend and yet we know that this guy is a fuck boy we know what this guy says about babes we know how this guy behaves we might actually end up being extremely protective over that babe because we already know how this guy is going to behave and you might say that you like him and you might say that he's changed and he's different and he's a much better dude but i know him for who he is and i know how guys can treat other guys which is why most brothers are very protective over their sisters like we know this shit at heart so we don't have to go and date other guys to know that shit because we already know and we're not deluded into thinking that it's actually not as bad but anyways, let me not take up the entire podcast with this entire thing and just leave it at that and move it on. So on to our very next tweet of this episode. A woman shouldn't be having sex with a man she can't call in an emergency. Well, if this was me in my very liberal ways earlier on when I started this podcast where I was like, "You know what, let her babe shag whoever it is she wants to shag, then I'd probably be like, "You know what?" This is both, you know, sexual attraction and dependability and reliability do not coincide at any point whatsoever. You know, there's no scientific research that says that if you are a much more dependable or reliable person, you'll be a better fuck. Nah, like hell, it's the toxic niggas that are supposedly really great when it comes to screwing babes. But as a person who's sort of grown a little bit, who's matured a little bit using the podcast and, you know, from experiences here and there, I can say that I feel like this information is actually particularly good. Because in some ways, it does kind of future-proof you. Because let's be honest, shorties actually suffer the biggest consequences for sex. So if you accidentally get pregnant, then you need this guy to be reliable enough should you choose to say yes to actually be there to take care of the baby with you. Because let's be very honest, being a single parent is hard as fuck. Like even back in our cultural days, like the super traditional days, hundreds, two hundreds, three hundred, four five hundred years back, Like taking care of a kid was a community role, like the modern age brought with it parenting such that, you know, it's only your parents that should really police you around and shit, of which even the teachers nowadays don't even have that much power. And if you decide to take it away and you drop 50% of that role, it's extremely hard it's extremely hard being a single parent saying that the teacher shouldn't boss my kid around and you know I'm the one who's like parenting my kid all alone like that shit is hard as fuck you know there's also other things like STDs and STIs if it's not someone that's dependable then you guys can't go and like get treatment together because some hospitals especially here in Kenya actually require that if you have an STD or at least some STDs then you have to go with a partner that you slept with so that you guys can get the treatment together. So that they can prevent the disease from spreading to a lot more people. So I feel like for that reason and the fact that there's a lot fewer guys that can be considered dependable, meaning that babes will fuck fewer guys, I think this is actually particularly good advice. Much as it can be debatable, I feel like it is actually very, very good advice. So I will leave it at that and I will move it on. So on to our very last tweet of this episode. Me and my wife met on Hinge. The rest is history. No pressure to take her on any fancy dates or to expensive restaurants. Just good old conversations and alignment with our goals. Alright, so this wouldn't really be something that I'd have to discuss per se, except that when I came across this tweet, I actually realized that a massive section of Twitter decided to attack this guy because it was a guy who posted it up. And, you know, he even included a picture of him and the wife. And it was mostly a bunch of babes talking about how he's bragging because he got a discount or they'd be sick to know that their man is busy posting them up about how, you know, they did, you know, just the bare minimum and they still got the babe. So it's almost like they were almost like a cheap product and shit, of which, let's be very honest, the problem isn't even what he said or how he said it. The problem is the fact that it was he who said it like the who said it was a problem over here because if the wife was the one who posted this up and spoke about it then the public reaction would have been very different because when a guy is busy posting about such shit it sounds like he's bragging that he didn't have to do all that much to get his shorty which seems like he didn't want to go the extra mile for her which seems bad for babes But on top of that, it sort of makes it look like it was almost like a cheap purchase to a certain degree. Not that he owns her or she's a product or anything, you know, just saying. But if it was the babe who posted it up, then it would seem like she's just not into fancy dates and she just wanted something simple with someone who she feels like is very compatible with her, who's a very respectable, caring man, you know, simple as that. And there's actually an example of this happening the exact same way I'm saying it, and it having the exact opposite reaction to what happened here on Twitter. Now, if some of you guys have seen that whole interview with with Denzel Washington and his wife, then you probably kind of know where I'm going with this. Now, when Denzel Washington was in his early acting days, he wasn't making a lot of money, he was just trying to make it and shit, he met his now current wife. And apparently denzel washington did not have the guap to actually pay for the cab and for the food and everything but the shorty was like you know what it's okay i'll cover it so she paid for the first date and whenever these guys are being asked about it denzel washington will start talking about how his wife has been amazing and has been in his life for such a long time and she's a great woman and shit. and he will not say that he will be like baby tell them about what you did during that first date like tell them about that first time and everything And when she says it, then it sounds a lot better. But if Denzel Washington would have said this shit, it would have had a much, much more different reaction. And it would have probably been something along the lines of how Black Twitter reacted to what this guy said. Although... Then again, I might be wrong about this shit, just to say I might be wrong about a bunch of other things, so I want your thoughts on this, the DMs are open on Twitter, it is at Bugaka, the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, on Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaktime on my site, thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly, and I will catch you guys on the next break.